0: Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is July 26th, and our reading comes from Romans chapter 10. Now, remember, we're covering chapters 9 through 11 right now, and we're talking about two big ideas. Number one, God's relationship with both the Jews and Gentiles, and we've also talked about God's sovereignty versus man's free will. Now, one of the questions that people often ask that's related to both of those topics is, are the Jewish people God's chosen people? And if they're God's chosen people, are they automatically saved? Do they have a relationship with God? Are they going to heaven? I want you to listen to a verse from yesterday's reading, and then we're going to go to chapter 10, today's reading of Romans. Chapter 9, verse 6, Paul said this. He says, Well then, has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? No. Watch this. For not all who are born into the nation of Israel— are truly members of God's people. Being descendants of Abraham doesn't make them truly Abrahams. You remember what we said a few days ago? Abraham believed God. It was faith that resulted in his righteousness, and he is the father of the Jewish people, the father of our faith. So the true Jews are not just those who are born into the family of Abraham. You remember Abraham had several sons, but he only had one son from the promise, that is Isaac. You remember God made Abraham the promise. You're going to have a son even in your old age, and your wife's going to have a son even in her old age. There was a promise, and from Isaac comes the Jewish nation, the Israeli people, and eventually the Messiah. And so what Paul is making clear here is just because you're born into the family of Abraham doesn't mean you're a part of the family of God. You must have faith in the Messiah. Now watch, he's gonna say this even clearer in chapter 10. He says, verse one, dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but it's misdirected zeal. For they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. Refusing to accept God's way They cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. For Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him, all who believe in Jesus are made right with God. Verse 9, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God. It's by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Verse 12, Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have all the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So Paul says it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile. We come to God by faith in Jesus Christ. If you call on the name of Jesus, you will be saved. Now, another question that often comes up is, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? Because believing in Jesus is more than just a head game. It's more than just intellectual assent or intellectual knowledge. In other words, anyone can believe that a guy named Jesus existed and that a guy named Jesus lived 2,000 years ago, and they wrote about him in the Bible, and a guy named Jesus was crucified in Jerusalem, and a guy named Jesus, they claim he rose from the dead, but that was a long time ago. I'm not sure. Well, that's not what it means to believe. We're not believing in a historical figure. We're believing that Jesus is the resurrected Son of God, and we can have forgiveness and salvation by putting faith in him. Here's a better way to understand believe in a New Testament sense. Today for us, believe means I just have this idea or this fact, and I believe it or I don't believe it. But in the Bible, believe a better, really, I think a better, more accurate word that we can really understand is trust. Believe means to trust. When the Bible says believe on the Lord Jesus, it means trust Jesus for forgiveness. Trust Jesus for grace. Trust Jesus for mercy. Trust Jesus for salvation. Trust Jesus for righteousness. Trust Jesus for adoption. We're trusting him. We're not just believing that there's a guy named Jesus that lived a long time ago. We're trusting in Jesus. And for whoever trusts in him, that person will be saved. Great illustration of this. If you are sitting down while you're listening to this podcast, whatever you're sitting on, you're trusting in. In other words, you've put your full weight on that couch or on that chair or in your driver's seat, wherever you're sitting right now, you're trusting in it. You don't have a foot up on it or something like that, right? You've sat down on it. You've put your full weight into that seat and you're trusting it to hold you up. And if all of a sudden the wheels fall off your car or a leg breaks on that chair, then you're going to collapse to the floor because, because your full trust is in that chair. There's no safety net. If the chair fails, you fall in the very same way. We're putting our full weight, the full weight, of our eternity, of our soul, of our future, the full weight of our life and future in the hands of Jesus. And there's no other safety net. If Jesus fails, we fall. But Jesus never fails. (laughs) Oh, isn't that good? And that's what what faith is. That's what trust is. That's what believing is all about. And as we grow in our capacity to trust Jesus— rather than just believing in him, rather than just believing there was a guy named Jesus and that he died on the cross and rose from the dead. That's enough believing to get into heaven, but we've got to grow in our capacity to trust him with our entire life. And when we do, we begin to live a life that is characterized by peace and rest and joy, a life of love, because we've discovered the love of God the saving love of God for us. Listen to me. Jesus loves you. You say, well, how do I know? He went to the cross and died to pay for your sin, the penalty that you owed. Jesus took upon himself. On the third day, he rose in power and glory. He defeated death in the grave so that by faith, you and I could be forgiven and live forever. Now, the question is, have you ever called On the name of the Lord. Have you ever confessed with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord? Do you believe, do you trust in your heart that God raised him from the dead? If so, you can be saved. So I want to give you a chance, if you've never done that, right here, right now, to open your heart and to ask Jesus to come into your life. Let's confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. Would you pray with me right there where you are? In fact, Even if you're already a follower of Christ, let's just pray this together. Dear Jesus, we trust you. Today we confess with our mouth, you are my Lord and King, my Savior. We believe, we trust in our hearts that you have forgiven us, that you have saved us. And today, God, we rest in your grace and mercy teach us to walk with you. God, help us to fall in love with you. We're so grateful for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me again today. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.